wish I could have said, do you know what, Joe? this is going to be so much fun. You just need to jump in because there's no use being scared. It's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about Western Australian startup founders who have been there and done it or are right here and doing it in WA. My name is Steve Elias. And my name is Chris Tan. And before we start, we'd like to acknowledge that we are recording this podcast on the land of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. I'd also like to thank our sponsors. Startup West is produced by Startup News and sponsored by the City of Perth, RSM, Space Cubed, Techon, Curtin University and Dinner Twist. And wait till the end of this episode for a $30 off voucher from Dinner Twist. In this episode, we speak with Joanna Morris, co-founder of Matilda. Joe, welcome to Startup West. Can you tell us about your startup business, what it does and how it's going? Yeah, sure. So um, I should start with then how we all, how it all started. So I'm a pelvic health physio by background. So um, that means I treat kind of issues with the pelvis, whether that be pain or bladder or um, problems after pre and post pregnancy and things like that. So my co-founder, Kevin, is also a physio um, with his background in persistent pain. So we were at a barbecue about a year ago and we were complaining about persistent pain, how it's poorly managed. And I said, you have no idea. Endometriosis is yeah. really poorly managed. Um, this is a story that I see day in, day out clinically. Okay. And Kev said, why don't we do something about that? So mm. that's where we we started Perth by Design and out of Perth by Design, Matilda was born. So Matilda is a platform, a digital platform that um, kind of starts from the beginning of your endometriosis journey all the way through. It provides education. It provides connections through community. It provides connection to specialised clinicians. It um, eventually will hopefully provide a symptom tracker, which is customised to endometriosis to track both symptoms and your habits and initiate behaviour change. Right. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Um, There's still so much in that that I need to learn and understand. Yeah. I remember coming across this only probably in the last five years when I worked with someone who was uh, suffering through this as well. Yeah. And that was the first time I'd ever heard about it. So I think bringing this awareness out is absolutely amazing and, um, yeah, really beneficial for everyone to really know. Um, so since, um, the idea came about, um, has there been much change or pivoting since, uh, inception of, um, Matilda? Yeah. So through Perth by design, um, which is that five to six month really intensive kind of accelerated program. We really, we spoke to over, we've spoken to over 60 people with endometriosis now, and that's not even including the other touch points like clinicians or family members and people. So we really, it was really important to us that we understood the problems. So there's so many problems from that diagnostic journey, which on average is seven years to actually then our, our problem that we're trying to solve is getting the right care. So that holistic care, um, so we heard time and time again that people were seeing different clinicians over and over again. They weren't even sure who they were supposed to see, let alone what a physio mm. could offer, a dietitian could offer, a psychologist. So initially we thought, how can we optimise diagnosis? But actually where we've kind of landed, because with diagnosis at the moment, the gold standard is laparoscopic surgery, but that there's lots of blood marker research in that space and clinical diagnosis research. So where we've actually kind of pivoted around is looking at that um, the treatment and how can we optimise getting that treatment treatment earlier Mm. and getting the right treatment first time around. So then it reduces obviously the costs and it actually improves the symptom management, which is the biggest problem with endo is that it's, you know, they're living with chronic symptoms every day. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, isn't it? Um, 
what are some of the challenges and successes of the business to date? Yeah, so challenges are a big one. Yeah. Kevin and I are both clinicians yep. and we really mm-hmm. recognise that does limit us in the tech space um, okay. and also in the marketing space. So at the moment we're on a bit of a hunt for a marketing co-founder, okay. if, if anyone knows anyone. Um, Shout out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, so that's one of the big things is tech has been a big um, a big barrier for us. We're currently using a no-code, low-code platform. So that's right. kind of, we're getting around that a little bit, which has been great. So it's been a rapid learning curve for clinicians <laughs> yeah. into the tech space. Um, obviously time. So I've got two young children. Both of us um, work still. So Kev works full time obviously. So mm. that's a barrier. And also I th- we talk a lot about being perfectionists and that real anxiety to put something out to market and it not being perfect. But we recognise that it's never going to be perfect the first time. Yeah. And we are huge fans of that co-design process. So talking back to the customer and saying, what did you like? What didn't you like? I suppose um, successes so far, we've got paying customers, which is great. So, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, we're very chuffed. We had a new paying customer yesterday and Kev, wouldn't, Kev and I were really had a drink to that one. So yeah, that was yeah. another yeah, day, another plunk. paying customer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's great. Um, we've also had referrals from health professionals in Perth great. who we don't actually know. So that's that's been a massive thing for us is that we've got a big network in mm-hmm. Perth um, being clinicians, but to have referrals from people we don't know who've just heard about our platform is really reassuring. So. Yeah. Gynecologists, physios, psychologists, GPs, mm. it's been really, really reassuring that we're fitting that space in the market. No, it's really good. Really, really good to hear. Um, so with Matilda, how have you funded the business so far? Do you does does your team have advisors, a board, mentors of note? Yep. So so we are bootstrapped. Yeah. <laughs> we are self-funded at the moment. It's not to say it will be like that forever, but at the moment that is how we've applied for a bunch of grants. So mm. we are both have done research in the past. Kev's got a PhD in persistent pain. So mm. we are really interested in that space. So um, we're currently having a chat to um, University of South Australia about grants that might interest them as well. Um, we, in terms of mentors, we have some, we've been so lucky and I have to say the startup space has been so generous oh, that um, Oli Bazani has been so great, always answers our phone calls. <laughs> he gives us lots of advice, which is great. And Richard McGliver, so both through yeah. Um, Perth Bar Design. Danielle yeah. Cross is, um, sits on our kind of advisory panel um, from a commercialisation point of view and we've got a few other people on our advisory panel that are more experts in the clinical field. So we've been really lucky. We're currently doing Curtin Accelerate and it's just about to finish. So we've also got a huge network through there where I can't I can't say how generous the startup community has been. Oh, perfect. That's really nice to hear. Um, how easy has it been to raise money for Matilda to date? Um, how easy. So <laughs> being clinicians, I don't know if anyone else knows that clinicians don't make much money. So we, um, it's, we, bootstrapping has been hard. Yeah. And obviously time, we, both of us would say that not today, not a single day of working on Matilda has actually felt like work. So okay. it, we really enjoy it. So yeah. Kevin and I have been friends for a long time. So hanging out and doing this is actually really, really enjoyable for us. It's um, in the future, I think, funding. It's a it's a really good time for endometriosis. So there's a mm. lot in the media. Mm. It's been the awareness is booming. I think it's a point of interest that people can see there is some value. So hopefully in the future this is something that we will probably have to raise at some point um, yeah. to get. We will probably need a custom platform to really service all the things that we want and particularly for something like a custom symptom tracker, that's yeah. really hard to um, create without without a custom build. So 
that's a discussion I think yeah, further down yeah, the year, yeah. <laughs> further yeah, down course. 2023, yeah, 2024. So with some of those program updates and whatnot that you're looking at doing, mm. um, is there anything else that you're, you and the team are trying to achieve in the next three to five years? Yeah, so I think this year we're really looking at our current offering is an education um, module which will come with a freemium package. We want we want people with endometriosis to be able to access good quality education despite, um, no, irrespective of your kind of financial status. Yeah. So that's our first offering. But then obviously more customised education depending on how much you'd like to spend. Um, and then where we'd really like to head this year is some cohort-based learning. So small groups that are, that are provided um, education and peer support online run by clinicians so they can access multiple clinicians at a reduced price as they share the load, mm. of, I suppose, of the cost with multiple different people. So you might have a cohort of, say, 20 to 40 people. It might cost you $200 to see a clinician one-on-one, but if you're sharing that cost with 20 to 40 people, sure, sure. it's much cheaper. Yeah, okay. So that could be things like pre- and post-surgery um, mm. kind of boot camps or cohort-based learning things. Yep. Um, so we're hoping to roll a few of them out this year and get a bit more feedback on whether that's something that the market like mm. and whether it works. Nice one, nice one. Um, flexing, if I may, just mm. to the local startup scene here yeah. in WA, um, how would you describe the local startup scene in WA yourself being being part of that community? Yeah, so I'd say I'm, I'm – very new still to yeah. the startup scene. Um, I would, like I said earlier, generous. So I think we, I, both of us have reached out a lot to different people and we've been put in contact with different people and I really can't fault. Everyone said yes, we haven't had a single person say, no, we can't help you, whether that be things like having a coffee to have a chat, introducing us to different people. So I had a, a really great chat with Lacey Philippich a few weeks ago okay. and she connected me with a few different people and recommended um, a few things I try. And to think that I'd reached out on LinkedIn and said, you know, I've met you through West Tech Fest loosely. Mm. Would you have a chat with me? Absolutely. And to dedicate her time. Yeah. So Fantastic. I think that's what I think really time generous. Awesome. That's so nice. And and within the communities, uh, what sort of companies or people have impressed you uh, that you've seen so far? Yeah. So over um, – we really, we've looked at More Good Days with their over ease. So More Good Days and Eucalyptus have been people we've watched in the healthcare space a lot that aren't afraid to change how healthcare's done, which is something we're quite passionate about, that, you know, bricks and mortar, face-to-face consults is very traditional. Um, so they've been really great. Locally, people that have really, yeah, like I said, like Lacey and Oli Bazani has been really great um, that I can think of off the top of my head, yeah. Okay, yep. Um, I guess with all the positives, there's always opportunity for improvement. Yeah. So as a WA startup community, what can we do better and where are the gaps? So we've talked a little bit in the past about funding, you know, the gaps in WA yeah. with funding. Um, but I think um, Stephen Dawson's changed a lot of that, which He's is been great. Brilliant. He's been brilliant. So I think we we can't fault that. That's been amazing. Um Kevin and I joke all the time about wouldn't it be amazing to have like an idea lab where you could go take your idea. Um, so at Perth Biodesign, they surround you with people to kind of really see what you can do with your problem. Could you go to like our barriers, obviously technical solutions. Could we have a two-week intensive where you could really get that idea out there, test it in the market for two weeks or kind of get that rolling for two weeks and see where it goes? It's probably a good one to put in the in the ideas box, right? Yeah. yeah so things like that. Where could we could there be a bit more of that? But you know, who knows? Fantastic. 
And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TechOn. Can we take you back through your career from your school days? Um, were you born here in Perth? Yes. Yeah. Born and bred in Perth. Awesome. And your schooling and career? Yeah. So I... Um, Went to school in Perth and then I graduated from high school um, from Winthrop Baptist and I went to Curtin Uni, so as an undergrad physio. I didn't really know I wanted to be a physio Mm. and I still really, when I went into physio, didn't know what kind of physio I was going to (laughs) be. Definitely not a mass physio, so apologies to all the mass physios out there, (laughs) but that was not my thing. And it wasn't really until fourth year physio, the final year that I thought, oh, I might actually be a women's health physio. But even then it took me a few years to kind of get that going. I worked at Royal Perth um, and worked at Hollywood Hospital. So I did lots of work on the wards, um, which I think set me up. It makes you very time efficient when you work on a ward as a physio because you've got a lot of patients, particularly in the public system, a lot of patients in very little time. Um, And then I went back and did my master's in continence and women's health at Curtin Mm. Uni. And have since, and I've worked, I work at Pelvic Health Clinic in Subiaco, so under Judith Thompson. So she's one of the most well-known physios Mm. in Australia for women's health. So um, her clinics in Perth is where I work currently. Very good. And uh, when do you feel that Mm. you started showing that leadership and entrepreneurial potential? Was it back at at school or back at uni? Um, When do you think that, that started for you? Yeah, so I think... I think my parents would probably say even as a young age, I was very, um, if I wanted to do something, I was very fixated that that would happen and I would be working out how that would, how it was going to happen, not if it was going to happen, it would be how I get to that point. Um, But I wouldn't say I really thought about going into something a bit more entrepreneurial, probably not until the last couple of years. So I think for me, it was really that kind of getting through, getting through uni, then designed to be a women's health physio. And then I think I always thought I was always questioning if things could be different. So, but it wasn't really till COVID that I thought, hey, actually, we tried a few things online. And I thought this is actually much more efficient. Why aren't we? Why aren't mm. we doing things a bit mm. differently? Um, so I think, long story short, throughout my whole life, I think I've always been a bit more like, but could it be different? Could we do this better? But whether it, I wasn't someone that was, you know, inventing things as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that story, yeah. but, um, but that's not. No, definitely. Um, but very, very determined. I would say throughout my yeah entire life, very determined to achieve at to the best of my capability. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I'm curious. Uh, so let's say straight after school, straight after university, what yeah. was like your first job, uh, and. Yeah, what yeah. happened there? So my first job ever was I used to teach um, coach basketball camps. So I, it was my favourite, probably my favourite job to date, <laughs> apart from Matilda. <laughs> yeah. It was real highs, yeah, <laughs> not many lows. Um, and then throughout uni I actually worked at Rebel Sport, which mm. I loved as well, which was great. And then first job, yeah, Royal Perth Hospital out of uni. And I have to say I think it really did make me a much better physio. So very fast paced, really think on your feet. You could be on a different ward any day. Um, lots of diverse patients, having to work as a team. So you're always helping each other out. Someone is always, there's always people off sick, obviously. And so you're short staffed here and there. Yeah. So I think that taught me a lot about um, how the best use of my time and best use of my resources. Um, and then obviously I went to, yeah, I went to Hollywood Hospital. So that was more orthopedics, but um, yeah, which was great. Yeah. Joe, uh why the move into the startup business? Uh, I mean, 
if you what do you know now do you believe that you wish you had known back then yeah so i think um kev did an internship through by design and i was okay. very jealous of his startup life yeah. so, yeah. so i <laughs> yeah. see him i think this is this is, uh, your life's very very um interesting and yeah. i thought that i would like to be part of that and so i think part of it was that i could see how exciting that was and how exciting change is and that that is something I want to wake up and do every day. I want to think how can we make it better and I want to be excited to get up and do that. So and I'm passionate about endometriosis. That's what I want. I want to change the people's lives that I see all the time. So I think that was kind of the move for me and now I can't imagine going back. So I kind of think this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm in some sort of yeah. startup, some sort of change um, innovation process. Um, what I wish I knew earlier I wish I'd actually known how fun it would be so that it actually, I remember at the beginning thinking, oh my goodness, and maybe it's a bit of imposter syndrome where I thought, oh my goodness, I'm never <laughs> going to be able to do this. Everyone else is infinitely smarter than me and I'm never going to be able to make it in this world. We all feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, I wish I could have said, do you know what, Joe? this is going to be so much fun. You just need to jump in because there's no use being scared. It's going to be a lot yep. of fun. Yep. Cool I, bananas. I yeah. love that passion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so good. Um, aside from that passion, yeah. what, advice would you give to other founders? Um, I think something that I am quite good at that I think, and maybe this is because I am a clinician that I would say to other people is never be scared to ask. So I, Kevin and I are both really not afraid to say, Hey, we need some help. And maybe that is because yeah, we are clinicians and we're not, we've had to do that our entire careers, but I am I reached out to Lacey. I met her very briefly at West Tech Fest and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to ask you for some help because you are someone that works in a different field and came over to this tech space, so which is the same as me. So how? what can I learn from you? And I think that's something that I, I would reach out on LinkedIn. I'd reach out via email and just say, hey, do you know what? Can, you, can I buy you a coffee and let me pick your brains about something, a problem I'm having? So I think don't be scared to ask. The worst thing they're going to do is say no. Yeah. And that's not the end of the world. Uh, thanks, Joe, for being authentic with that. Well, um, with that, we'll move into a bit of a rapid quickfire round, yep. um, some short answers that come yeah. to mind, and uh, <laughs> we'll see what we can nail you with on that. Yep. Uh, first one, what's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Kevin and I talk about this a lot. I would say we firmly believe that you need to create a solution that someone's going to pay for. Mm. So we are big into we chat to our customers all the time. Good we one. have a really good network in WA. So I think that's what I would say is that if you don't create a solution that someone's going to pay for mm -hmm. or someone wants, your solution might be brilliant, but for who? Collect dust. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, uh, what would you wish into being? I would love a marketing co-founder. <laughs> yeah. I'd love a marketing co-founder, preferably if they had endometriosis, that would be even better because then they know mm. the space. That would be my, if I could have anything, that would be that. Or I would love maybe someone that has endometriosis that's also in tech, if I could have that maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I think someone, people that are passionate about endometriosis, we want to meet you because if you also want to help out and make change, we we want to know you. So absolutely, absolutely. that's probably what I would, if I could really wish. Yeah. yeah. Um, who do you most admire in the local tech scene, a company or a person? Mm. Um, so in the local tech scene, I would say overall in the entrepreneur scene, I really admire Danelle Cross. So yeah, I, yeah she's um, been so generous with us and generous with her time and really um, – 
she's very warm. So she challenges us, um, but also makes us feel really confident in what we're doing. So I think that's a beautiful quality to be able to yeah, be warm, and, but and also deliver feedback really well. And shout out to Danelle. She's a co-host with uh, yeah. Chris yeah. and I on the Startup West podcast here. She does so. that for us too. Hi, Danelle. Yeah. <laughs> Danelle's actually in Europe at the moment. So. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I would say she's been really helpful and we reached out recognising that commercialisation wasn't our strong suit and she has absolutely helped us with that and sits on our advisory group for that. Fantastic. What a legend. How can anyone listening help you? So I've talked a bit about marketing. So that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely, we lack that and we, we're a direct-to-consumer business. Yeah. So we need to be mm. good at marketing. Um, so that's probably our biggest thing. We'd love to meet someone who's a no-code expert. So we are looking at the moment kind of no-code, low-code experts. So um, I know in the space, no-code Odyssey is kind of changing that space in Perth, which is really cool. Um, and we've had a bit of a chat to Carl, one of their founders, which is great. But we um, that would probably be really helpful because there are two biggest barriers is tech and marketing. Mm. Um, we've got that network in Perth. We've got the network across Australia. Women's health is actually quite small in Australia. So we've got that network. We just need the kind of means to get there. Okay. And finally, um, we all have a personal life. <laughs> we, we all need to relax and recover and recoup. What do you do to get away from it all to relax and refresh? Yeah, so um, I'm really outdoorsy, so we love the beach. I've got a family, I've got two small girls um, and a husband and a golden retriever, so we mm-hmm. love to go camping. Nice. We go camping a lot. Um, we like to hike. We like to go surfing. we very outdoorsy. I think Kevin and I bond over that a lot because he is also the same. Um, cool. That would be my biggest things of downtime. Um other than that, we I'm a big gardener. We like to Ooh, garden. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is very cool. Thanks, Joe. And we would like to wish you and your team all the best in the future. Thank you so much. Best wishes. Also, thanks to our sponsors, Startup West Podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, the City of Perth, RSM, TechOn, and Dinner Twist. And here's the offer from our friends at Dinner Twist. So you can focus on creating the next unicorn, let Dinner Twist worry about your dinner. Here is $30 of your first box. Enter SW30 at the checkout. Go to www.dinnertwist.com.au to get started. We recorded this podcast at Rift Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite pod platform so our latest episodes appear in your feed. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.